welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard very carefully, especially this holiday season, because they gave us stuff to give you. And we're going to do that on this podcast. Yay! Everybody be happy. It's it's Wintervale. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. With me this week are two fantastic co-hosts. They're, they're literally better than a movies about fantastic people because they have things to give away. And that's better than anything. Uh, first up, I don't introduce her first that often, so I'm going to do it first this time because she deserves it. She has your presence. Uh, Anne Stickney. And Hi! Hi. I was... <laughs> What was that? I'm excited. I don't know. I'm excited. We're giving stuff away. Just, it was like a simultaneous high. I was going to say, I hope I'm better than the Fantastic Four movies because let's be real. They were not good. Yeah. They true. were not great. Not the best movies. No, the, the, the last one, I don't know what happened. I feel bad. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about fantastic things. Uh, like, for instance, you. What have you been up to this week? Um, Mostly. Probably nothing, huh? Well... I had family in town last week. My half-brother and his wife were in town, and then they left. And then my aunt and uncle arrived a day later. And then everybody piled over yesterday, obviously, for Christmas. Um, so it's been mostly packed with, like, holiday stuff, honestly. I haven't had much time in the way of game playing, although I did log in and get my stuff under the Winter Veil vale tree and, you know checked out a few things here and there but i haven't been able to do a whole lot of actual gameplay gameplay this week it's and... really weird because the holidays have the exact opposite effect on me yeah i haven't really i haven't really been getting to play a lot of wow lately but this week the past week i've actually logged on every day and done at least one okay, but you don't do any holiday cooking <laughs> i actually kind of do but not this year yeah this year was not a big holiday cooking year for me I do the cooking and the getting the rooms ready and making sure everybody has what they need to have and making sure that, you know, people aren't tearing each other's... Yeah, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> to be fair, you also give toy lightsabers to small children deliberately. I saw Look, your tweets. Look, my nephews totally deserve those lightsabers. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was super fun. So um, my, my typical gift every year to all four of my nephews is I drag them all to the movie theater and we go see Star Wars. So we're going to do that this year, too. I'm going to take them to see. They haven't seen The Last Jedi, so we're going to go see that. But I figured rather than just telling them we're going to go see it, I should make life interesting. So I got them light up, noisy lightsabers and put those under the tree for them. And that made after dinner, after presents, very interesting because all we could hear was shwoom, shwoom from the other room. <laughs> I, I think this is a good plan, yes. Yeah, I think I think my sister my sister might murder me, but they have like a separate playroom where they're keeping those things so she doesn't have to listen to them all the time. It's great. Anyway, we so should probably, yeah. Let, let's introduce Mitch so he doesn't feel left out. Let's uh, he's it. here every week and, you know, I, I give him a lot of... of business but it's it's christmas it's in the spirit of the holiday let's just be nice to mitch hi mitch Arrgh. and he's a mitch pirate, is a pirate now <laughs> i'm an angry pirate why i need i don't know because rossi's treating me differently and it confuses me <laughs> i don't but, think uh... that's the core of piracy i think the core of piracy was stealing things i don't think it was being confused over nice treatment you don't tell me how i feel I mean, that's not the end of the Christmas Carol that I remember, but Scrooge is being nice to us now. Oh, I'm a good take up piracy. No, Bob. <laughs> Bob and Tiny Tim sailed the seven seas, plundering many a ship. Everyone these was like, are, why did Scrooge have to give them Haunted money? by the spirit of Marley, who curses this, them. These You're are the getting secret stories that the uh, the playwrights don't want you to know about. Yeah, sure. So, so uh, you've been doing what, was, what was the question? Uh, doing anything in game. Come on. 
Uh, mostly playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm, collecting that wintry goodness. Um, not a whole lot in WoW. I picked up my gifts this morning. Um, not yesterday. I wasn't really on yesterday. Outside of that, um, more Animal Crossing because it's adorable and even if it's somewhat grindy, so is WoW. So I'm kind of used to it. Plus, I mean, once you start playing Animal Crossing, the only way out is death anyway. <laughs> yes. You just have to get distracted enough that you walk away. And when you walk away long enough, then all of the cool animals leave you. And when all the cool animal leaves, animals leave, then when you come back, you're like, well, I don't even want to play this anymore if my buddy isn't <laughs> here. And you just stop. I'm particularly fond of Rattle. I just got him into my campsite. I don't know who that is. He's the doctor. He has the surgical mask. Oh, yeah. I haven't invited him to my camp yet. I was concentrating on, like, the cute animals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huge dis rattle. No, no, you don't Poor get it. The, the animals in Animal Crossing, they're classified <laughs> in, like, several different... So there's, like, the sporty animals, there's the natural animals, and then there's the cute animals, and then... What the rustic ones are the ones just that they just didn't... rustic, yeah. Yeah. So so like each animal has <laughs> not that this is gonna sound good, because I was gonna say each of these animals have an essence that they give you and that just doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Basically you cultivate that's... friendships with them so that they will give you their sporty essence <laughs> and you can build Wow, the secret horror at the heart of Animal Crossing is fully revealed. You know how we've become friends? Now I give me your essence. No! Fair, they do demand a lot just to come to your campsite. Yeah, they do. You will regret wanting that couch. Stealing their essence is, uh, you know, it's fair trade, I think. Yes. I need more cute essence, though, because I'm trying to build that merry-go-round for my campsite. Okay, but... Uh, have you actually unlocked the ability to make it yet? Because it needs 20 cool essences as well. And I didn't expect what? that. What? No. Yeah, so the oh, I, but I tier... probably have 20 cool essences because I haven't even uh, started yeah, the cool oh. tent or anything. I and have, we're, like... we're talking way too much about Animal Crossing for a Blizzard yeah, podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't, why don't we give away something? Let's oh, give away something. Yeah. Hey, so give yeah, away. everybody that's tuning in on the... If you're listening to this recorded... Sorry, if you're listening to this live. Hi, guys. We're giving away all kinds of loot codes courtesy of Blizzard today. Um, we have, well, we have a selection available to choose from. And Mitch, I need you to roll a one through six so we can figure out what I we're going to give away right now. Roll a six. You rolled a six? We have yep. a Sparkle Pony Celestial Steed to give away, and we're just going to give it away to one of the people on Twitch. How do you win it? You're just here listening with us, and we choose you. That's how this works. So, Mitch, go ahead and pick somebody. Real quick, if you haven't spoken in chat in the last 16 minutes, go ahead and type something. Otherwise, if you have, you're good. Also, be sure to tell me that you received the code so I know that it's not just going to the either. Yep. That said, let's roll. Please. Drum roll or drum? No, no drum we roll. are not drum rolling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even drum roll. You just make a noise. It's like, <laughs> like a vague farting noise or whatever. Hey, super sugar, grass. You sugar. just won yourself a celestial steed. For Congrats. you, or if you already have it, you can also give the code to one of your friends or whatever. We got an oh my god, thank you, so that's good. <laughs> my and, suggestion uh, to you for the future, though, Mitch, is that you get an actual drum set if you want to do it. My, I still my need to get a kazoo. drums work just fine. I still need to get a kazoo. Um, Alessandra asks, does the winner give Anne or Essence? No, you do not. It's okay. I'm not building anything IRL right now, so we're good. <laughs> but, but when she does decide to build something... Just be I, ready. I, I was going to say, you have stuff happen up on that mountain, so you never know when you're going to need essences from people. <laughs> it's 
like the motto for living in this area. Oh, my driveway just got, you know, washed away in Things a flood. Things happen. Now there's no way down. <laughs> Things just happen up here. <laughs> Come to Colorado, but bring essence. Things happen. <laughs> Alrighty, we should probably talk talking about top stories now, since, you know, that's what yeah. we do here on the show. We don't have um, a boatload this time around, because everybody's on vacation, but that's okay. Can we just talk about the fire log up front? The Jeff Kaplan yes. Yule log? It was oh, a thing was... of beauty. I, I didn't get it right away. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Y'all were talking about it, and I was very confused, so I watched some of it. And I I know he wasn't doing it live. I understand that he wasn't actually sitting in front of a fire log for, like, you know, 12 hours. But they must have filmed that. That must have taken them, like, four or five hours to film all that. Because there was quite a few How weird How long did he have to there. sit there for them yeah. to film all of that? Because <laughs> it, it went on for, like, 10 hours. It was very um, long. I, maybe we, maybe we should explain what we're actually talking about. Yes, we should. Um, was this Christmas Eve that this happened? I think it was. Yep. So on Christmas Eve, um, the Overwatch Twitch page went live. Uh, you know, just kind of out of nowhere, and it ended up being Jeff Kaplan sitting in front of a Yule log. He had a Pakjamari Pakamari kind of sitting behind him. He had an Overwatch coffee mug. The and requisite some cookies. cookie cookies and milk. Yes. Yeah. Um. And he, but he was just sitting there, not talking. He would occasionally look at the fire, kind of nod. Sometimes he'd look down at the cookies. But it was just Jeff Kaplan sitting in front of the Yule log. Every so often, something weird or funny would happen. Like at one point, the boom mic hit him in the head. He he didn't say anything in response. He just kind of like, you know, shrugged and was like, oh, okay, that happened. Um, at another point, he opened a present that was a picture of Genji that said, I need healing. And uh, he, this... uh, my favorite one was when he actually he ate one of the cookies. He like, yes, picked he up the eat... cookie to he eat did. the cookie, and he took a bite out of it. And he goes, "No, something's not right." And then he he reached okay. over. He's like, "I like my cookies. Like I like my Overwatch." And he picks up this salt shaker. And he goes, "With a lot of salt." <laughs> and he salted <laughs> the cookie. Yes. I forgot and then he ate that. it, and he goes, mm, "Much better." <laughs> yes. So this went on for ten hours, and while. We, we were just discussing, he didn't actually do this all live, no. but there was enough recorded footage that wasn't looped where he had to have still sat there for a long time whenever they did do this. And did it was, they do this all in one day? Did they just say, was, Jeff, this is the day that you come in, sit down? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I love whoever came up with that idea. Yeah. And, um, shoot, I'm just going to say something. I've totally blanked. But yeah, well, it was. The, oh the yeah, part it had, where you, it had part over, where I was going to say it has over forty thousand viewers at some point. Like when I first tuned in, it was it had close to ten thousand people watching, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty impressive." And then every time I would look, it would be like four or five thousand more, and eventually it it peaked at like forty four thousand, I think. Well, yeah, we weren't all watching it on Twitch though either. Like when I watched it, I didn't watch it on Twitch. I watched it via people posting it other places. Like people were like there were like clips of it out almost immediately people were like like taking out clips of it because the weird little vignettes were just what made it like when a boom mic just hit him in the face there's so yeah. much good good gif material out of that or, uh... or for that matter the fact that jeff kaplan will blink a lot like he just there's one part where he just sat there and he blinked a lot it was like watching a i don't know it was like watching a like bad movie because he was just blinking it's, and blinking that's I'm really like, that's really weird too because there was a section that i caught where he like sat down it didn't move at all no he looked directly at the camera and we had a staring <laughs> contest that he didn't know we were having but i decided arbitrarily that we were going to have a staring contest and 
he he won. <laughs> he, he didn't blink. He didn't blink for the longest time, Rossi. It was really eerie. I yeah, thought for a minute he thing. was just a statue, except he was still breathing. <laughs> yeah, or like like Mitch mentioned, where he'd like look, he'd look at the fire or something. I think maybe you mentioned it. It was just it was like the most dynamic thing in weird little bursts, and then he'd just go back to like he'd he'd reset back to staring off or staring directly at the camera or something. It was and yeah, it was mesmerizing. I don't think I can even convey why it was mesmerizing, but it really was. If and you know, watching it by yourself or like paying attention to Twitch chat was entertaining both both ways, however you prefer. But the Twitch chat would occasionally be like. Jeff, like, blink if you're trapped there. Like, tell us in Morse code. Like, are you okay, Jeff? Are they holding you there? And they'd be like, take a cookie. And, like, occasionally they would say, take a cookie. And it would line up with the part of the video where he, like, looks at the cookie and debates eating it and then doesn't. And chat would just... It was kind of like when chat watched uh, Bob Ross. Like, it just... There was a unified feeling in the chat. And it was it was something else. It It was a holiday experience. And speaking of Overwatch and holiday experiences, if you didn't know... Overwatch decided to go ahead and give everybody five winter winter wonderland loot boxes as like their holiday gift. So if you haven't logged in recently, you may want to log in because you've got five five loot boxes waiting for you to be opened up. I got the Reaper skin. I got I the got... really cool Reaper skin. I'm very happy. <laughs> I got oh I got the walrus skin for Roadhog. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got that. I also got the Junker Diva, which is not a winter skin, but it is legendary. But I already have the like '50s diva, and you really can't use anything beside that one. I know that one's just priceless. I I, w- I really wanted the sombra skin, the new sombra skin, but I haven't gotten that, that one. Yeah, that one's awesome. It's gorgeous though. But um, yeah, and the other thing with that, guys, uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff in the Winter Wonderland event that came out. One of the things that was in the marketing material, but it didn't actually show up in the patch. Uh, you know how some of the heroes, they have that toast victory pose, the new one where they hold up a glass. Like Roadhog has the one where he's holding the little teacup. Apparently, Sombra and Bastion both had toast e- victory poses that were in the marketing material, but they didn't make it into the game. And they weren't intended for this year's event, but since they made it into the marketing materials, Blizzard is going to go ahead and give people, just automatically give people both of those victory poses sometime in January. You don't have to open a loot box or anything. You'll just log in and they'll be there with the next patch. So that's pretty cool. It is very cool. cool. What else are they doing with the next patch? Oh, that's right. Fixing casual Hanzo. I think we may have discussed this, but uh, he's not going to be as old when, whenever that January Look, patch rolls I like, around. I, I like I like versions him. of him. I like, yeah, I like the old version. His, did, his, they, did they fix his butt? Nope. No. Nope. Dragon, no. Dragon stain still there. Dragon stain. <laughs> I'm sorry. They really should consider <laughs> fixing his butt. Oh, on that note, we should give away another loot code. So, Mitch, why don't you roll one through five for me? Let's see here. I rolled a three. You rolled a three. What are we giving away? We're giving away a cinder kitten. That would be the cinder kitten pet. And we're going to be giving that away. And again, if you uh, get the loot code for this thing, just be sure to let Mitch know that you got it so that he knows that he's not handing a code into the void. So, Mitch, hit the button. Let's see who wins something. Okie dokie. Drum roll in my head. Winner is... C to C. C-E-T-E-A-C-I-E. You just won yourself a cinder kitten. Enjoy your new cuddly flame-ridden pet. They're actually very useful in pet battles. No, they are. They're a very good pet. I have a couple of them. Or no, I only have the one of them. And then I have a couple of the other. What was the other one? Any of the pets that are on fire are... The Molten Corgi? Yes, that one is also incredibly useful. (laughs) 
battles. It is the uh, the pups of the flame is awesome. Yes. Um, and it is Gratz Cetacy. Gratz Cetacy or C to C, however you pronounce that one. Um, so yeah, other stuff that happened. Was we had Wintervale just across the board. Um, oh, we, we did a post about World last of Warcraft. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in World of Warcraft, if you haven't already gotten to the tree, as we were talking about in the pre-show, you should go and check the, under the tree because you can do that up to uh, the end of the holidays. It's the yeah, it's the end of the of the Wintervale event, and I believe that ends next week, not this week, but the week yeah, following. So you, it's a week from today, which is Tuesday, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this live. It's CTC. So you have until January second. I should have guessed that. CTC. Grats on oh, the cedar kitten. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So you've got until next week to go ahead and get the stuff that's under the tree. There's two new things under there this year. There is the what is it? The weapon set that gives yep. you a sword and a shield. And then there's also the new and improved Hearthstone board. It's the Hearth Station, which is I just got that one today, so I still don't know what it does because I just picked it up from under the tree. There was a bug for a little while there, guys. Um, If you didn't get a hearth station from under the tree, it means you opened the Gently Shaken gift last year, so it didn't flag you for it this year. However, they just corrected that bug, so you should be able to log in and get yourself a hearth station now because everybody should have one of those. And then the other important thing that you want to keep in mind is that with all of these, the toys, there is one version for alliance side and one version for horde side so if you open it on a horde character you're not going to automatically have it on an alliance character you gotta log in on alliance and go loot it from the tree um so it's four toys total instead of just two on your toy count if you're collecting toys which is actually i'm okay with that (laughs) i like seeing the number go up (laughs) have you guys Have you guys just, like, out of curiosity, did you guys bother killing the Grinch at all this year? Once. uh, Yeah, I killed him. Kind of out of boredom. Have you done it? Go ahead. I I haven't done it again. I only did it the one time. What did you get? I actually don't remember. Okay. I I don't even, like, I just went to kill him just because people were killing him, and I was like, oh, yeah, hey, it's that guy. You gotta go set Metzen free. Well, there's apparently a new item in the um, stolen present box. It's called the Glowing Gift. And it scales with you, but it's a trinket. It's an agility, strength, or intellect trinket. And then the on use, it increases your crit, haste, mastery, and versatility by like oh. 755 for 20 seconds. So that's kind of useful for new players that just hit 110 or whatever and want like a good trinket. That sounds like a really good trinket. Um, and it's it's got a chance to come from the stolen present. Um, I haven't seen it, but then I've only killed the Grinch like twice. And then I was like, why am I killing this guy? Because I don't think he has anything brand new that I need. I might actually go back and kill him on my monk that just hit 110. He, he does have a couple uh, enchant like appearances that yeah. you can unlock. One of them was the Flames of Ragnaros that was, I think, only available through the uh, Molten Core Anniversary event. So that's yeah, kind of... That's... like If you're after that, there's that one and I think one other enchant that's kind of rare to get. The um, but... The thing with him is that I, I think he's got Winter's Grasp too, and if I remember right, Winter's Grasp was from Ahun. Yeah, from yeah. The Fire right. Festival. So, um, I think uh, the 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 thing with the the things off of the Grinch there is that it's a daily quest, and the daily quest gives you the stolen present, so you can only get it once a day. 
but it's per character. So if you have a bunch of characters at max level on your guy, does he scale? He must scale because his, yeah, the, the stolen he, okay, he's still level 60, 60 So he up. does scale, but he still dies incredibly fast. He does. He really does. As long as there's a, group, a solid group of people there, he'll die really quick. But there's a whole mess of stuff in the stolen the stolen presence now not just like cosmetic items there's also obviously the wintervale tree the the dagger that's been updated for this year and it still drops from the stolen present and then there's that new there's that new trinket and then i don't think anything else new has been added to that box but the old presents that were available last year under the tree the toys i think they've been rolled into the stolen present so if you missed it last year you can go get it from the stolen present this year like the cushions the little cushions that you sit on you can get oh, those yeah. out of the stolen presents now so all right gives you something to look forward to i mean wintervale didn't really change all that much this year no that's no true. it's pretty much the same yeah but people should go do that. And you can you can also uh, do the garrison dailies because I know everybody misses their garrison. Um, oh man, I miss that garrison so much. I you mean, you can do you can do that for a chance at the minion. It seems like I was only there for minutes before I had to move on. Oh boy, oh, keep boy. keep a straight face here. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, but what else I mean, do we if, have to talk about, Rossi? Trial of style. Because actually, that's something I want yeah. to talk about. Ooh, trial yes, style's please. coming back. Um, the season two, I believe it's called, the, for the trial that's style. Tentatively, yeah, season two. Um, one of the things I, I don't, there's only, you know, if you know the trial style, you know the basic gist of it. But uh, one of the things I like is they have new ensembles coming in, new new uniforms, outfits, what do you want to call them? Um, the, the cloth and leather ones are really nice. Uh, the male one isn't my thing, but I mean, you might, if you like it, you like it. Uh, the the plate one is interesting because it's the it's a recolor of the battle gear of might, but it's gold. It's yep. like really distinctive looking. I've not seen it. I mean, it's there's it it matches. There's the gauntlets with it match like the topaz studded battle battle gauntlets from from Burning Crusade, but everything else is like brand new. That's a color scheme I've not seen on might before. Yeah, and that's what's so. interesting about these rewards. The the first three, the cloth, leather, and mail, are all like complementary pieces to sets not sets but pieces that exist like i know the cloth one you can get i believe shoulders and chest in game right now but they didn't have the other pieces so what they yeah they didn't have the other pieces what what they're so, doing right now is they're giving you a set that's all of the pieces but the plate set is the exception because... well no it's not because those gauntlets are the topaz studded gauntlets i believe the shoulders actually existed too so oh, I think okay. I, yeah, I think so, but I'm not 100 percent on this. But that chest plate and belt and legs and boots are new. Like that's. Can I just say, I like that they're doing this. I like that they're switching up the rewards between events, between the trial of style events. What I don't like is this is only once a year. Why? No, this is fun. Do it once a month. Come on, give it to us, Dark Moon Fair style. Just do it, it once a month. Is twi- it is twice a year. No, because well, the thing is, it was, it was supposed to release in the spring last year, and there was something wrong with it, so they couldn't release it on time, so they delayed it until the fall. So we yeah, only got the, it once. Yeah, but it's on the calendar for February this time around. Yeah, but is it also on the calendar for the fall, or is it just February? I, I think it's on the calendar for the fall, because originally it was scheduled every six months. Okay. See, I, I, don't, think, I, I don't think every six months is enough, but I don't yeah. think every month is feasible. Like there's no way they're gonna be oh, able. Oh, like, I would do let's, every month. Let's take some. Let's take some some pity on the poor people who okay, have to come so up with these things. Okay, so how about like every other month? Like just alternate. Just do every they other month. They could totally make it work every month. The Dark Moon Fair goes every month, and 
Like there are some yeah, awards but... that take several Dark Moon fairs to get. Just do that with the Trial of Style. Yeah, Josh, have some really fancy awards. What I my question is one: Will you be able to get the previous season's rewards? Probably in a new trial. Yeah, that's yes. that's one thing I would want to see happen. The other thing I want to see is this is a perfect opportunity to bring in recolors that people have wanted for years. You guys remember um, if you were doing the the Netherwing grind back in the day? Yes. There was that that night that Blood Elf dude with two Thunder Furies riding around on a on a drag a dragon's uh, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had he had the red set of of the Battle Gear of Wrath. Yes, yeah. I want that set. Here's what I've I would that like. For years. There is a there is a set of shoulders that are a purple variant to the Bloodfang set. I would like the full set of that, please. I would like full Bloodfang in dark purple. Thank you. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, point, point <laughs> I'd being, be in that all the time. <laughs> point being, there are plenty of sets to make this thing happen more yeah. than twice a year. And again, I think you could have seasonal rewards that are easy to get in one go around, and you could still get them next time, or maybe they would be season limited. Train but you could also have super popular. You could, you could also have long term rewards, like make the style tokens. You know, make one set a grind. People would go for it. See, I gotta say this though, looking at the rewards, that leather set that they have this time, that is a really good set. I like what they've done with it. I'm trying to remember what well, I'm... it's a. Glad you like, like it. So. As a rogue, I don't really care for it. <laughs> I would. I. I'm honestly thinking about leveling my rogue just everybody, so I can get to everybody wear this else set. is like, man, I really love that leather set, and I look at it and I'm kind of like, meh. I mean, I think oh, I could do something it's... with the pants. I, I think I could like combine that with a couple of other things that I have. But yeah, transmog. I, I think we can all agree though that, well, at least I think, um, the male set seems to have consistently lost. It's a little like, womp womp, yeah. It, it, and that, it was the same way set, in season one, uh, the, which yeah. the problem with that male set is that it is a recolor of Cataclysm leveling gear. Yeah. The uh, uh, bear oil chainmail. Yeah. And the Cataclysm Cataclysm gear just wasn't pretty. I don't know. It's, it's not I that appreciate it's bad. It. I appreciate it's that they get really bland in those later expansions. Like just the models themselves are really bland and. I appreciate when they take stuff like the Burning Crusade items because Burning Crusade was all over the place. There's a reason why people said <laughs> Burning Crusade consisted of walking around in a clown suit. It's because none of the quest rewards actually went together, which while you were leveling was a terrible thing. And they changed it for Wrath so that Wrath, all of the sets that you got while you were leveling through were very consistent and you looked nice. But then they introduced Transmog, right? And when they introduced Transmog, all of that stuff from Burning Crusade, the clown suit stuff, was great because you could take those little ubiquitous pieces that might not have gone with anything that you were wearing at the time and transmog it with stuff to make it look really good. So I'd love more of that Burning Crusade style of loot where it's like we're not getting cohesive sets. What we're getting is a bunch of individual pieces that we can transmog together to make something really great because that's fun. It's like Legos, but fashion. <laughs> I love Legos. I got some for Christmas. I don't know. I, I always feel weird about guys saying the Burning Crusade was a clown suit because I raided in vanilla, and that was the ultimate well, clown vanilla, suit for vanilla, us. Vanilla was ultimate. Volt, vanilla was problematic in several ways, most of which was that the beginning of vanilla, there wasn't even a dressing room. So you didn't know what a piece of gear looked like until you equipped it. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, and I ended up with some really interesting looking characters because I didn't know what I was getting. I was just looking at stats. Well, plus, anyway, I mean, th there was also the problem. Well, we could go on and on about this, but basically, yeah, the trial of style is coming back. They have some new outfits. It's it's promising for future developments. I think we can all agree that we, we want to see more of this. Yes. Uh, I really do. I, I, I'm liking this gold this gold uh, might variant. It, it nice has a looking. lot of I like color. It a lot. Yeah. What's really interesting about it too is that it's it it really showcases the how they developed texturing in later yeah. expansions. Because uh, you were talking about you know various things about Burning Crusade and and how it gear looked and how they standardized in Wrath. One of the other things they did in Wrath was they figured out how to do pants that weren't just skin tight. <laughs> like you know the, these pants are skin tight. There's the metal plates on them are just it looks like a pair of leggings with metal plate designs on them. Uh, in Wrath, they actually figured out how to make pants have weight and texture to them. So that's one of the things I'd like to see if they ever did do a might upgrade the way that they did. Uh, they did tier six in uh, Tomb of Sargeras. If they ever did that for the old stuff, I'd like to see what they would do with the might gear to make it actually look like armor instead of leggings. But overall, I like might. I'm, you know, sentiment. Well, before we get too much farther here, I feel like we should give away another thing. So, Mitch, how about you roll a one through four for me? Okay. And while I'm doing that, if you haven't spoken in chat in the last 16 minutes, just go ahead and say literally anything. It just wants to make sure you're active. Pipe up and say hello. So that our one, one through thing. five. One through four. We're already there. Uh, Roll the one. Okay, so uh, we will be giving away right now a crown of eternal winter. That's another one of those transmog helms. Speaking of transmog, go figure. I think the crown of eternal winter is like the blue one, if I remember right. Uh, yeah. 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 These are cosmetic helms, so they're perfect for transmog and mixing and matching, which is again exactly what we were talking about. This is a really convenient role, Mitch. So, um, all right, here we go. The winner. The winner uh, is Draven Dresden. Draven Dresden, congrats on the crown of eternal winter. You will be getting that loot code shortly from Mitch. Just tell him thank you so he knows that you got it. And also, yes, I will that's be. Polite. Yes, I'll be whispering <laughs> it to you on Twitch. So just just reply to the whisper. All right. Well, I don't think that we do. We have any other news to talk about, Rossi? I don't. No, not really. I mean, um, it was kind of a quiet week. Blizzard kind of went on vacation, so. Yeah. There is, um, w with Overwatch, and I honestly don't know a whole lot about this, okay. but they're changing the way characters move. Really? I haven't looked into it too closely yet, but within the past week, they, they talked about how they wanted to um, change the movement on some of the characters, like because they would slow down when they're climbing walls or something. Like if it's Hanzo, they would, he would slow down when he climbs. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to make it like a universal speed so there wasn't that slow down or speed up or anything like that. Um, and as they were doing this, they said, you know, we actually want this to kind of be how all of the heroes feel. So I think it's on the PTR right now. All of the characters in Overwatch are going to move slightly differently. Yeah, they made, I haven't a, had a, they made yeah. a post about it on the 18th. Um, if you want me to okay, read yeah. it, I can because I'm looking at it. Uh, basically... They made the change originally just to fix uh, wall walking, as you said. You know, people go up and down, but moving on the ground is much more consistent. Going up down inclines will no longer affect the hero's speed. Previously, inclines could either make you move slightly faster or slightly slower, depending on the circumstances. Inclines will also no longer cause a small amount of strafing movement when moving diagonally on them. 
A side effect of these changes is characters will now have slightly better air control. For example, Winston previously was not able to easily make small adjustments to his flight path during his jump pack leap, but now he should be able to do that, and it is also noticeable on many of the other heroes that are often in the air. Uh, we think these changes will overall be great for improvements, but there might be some unintended side effects. We'd love your help finding on the PTR. So yeah, that's what they're doing. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, um, and again, I haven't really had a chance to test it out or anything, and I haven't heard a whole lot of people one way or the other, which I think that means it's working well, because, uh, you know, when, mer- when the Mercy working, changes were going out, people right, flipped out. Right, if it wasn't yeah. working, we would have heard something, we would have heard a lot of somethings already. Yeah, so... So yeah, if you don't, yeah. if you play Overwatch and you happen to have the PTR, go get on there and see what you notice. Check yeah. it out. Poke around. By the way, the uh, the change to the Hanzo Classic skin that's on the PTR right now, correct? Yes, it is. Both yep. of the victory, the new victory poses that people will be getting in January, uh, those are also on the PTR at the moment. So you can check out like all three of those things and see what they are before they actually go live. I'm not sure when they're going to patch in January. I'm assuming it won't be too long into the month. I don't think they're I, yeah, doing anything not. major, major with the next patch, to my recollection, anyway. All right. So well, track of... we're going to move on to do some emails. Uh, if you have an email for us, you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com um, with podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for the show. Um, you know, Dan reads them for us, so if you don't mind, Dan. Okay. First email is from Fafner Jenkins, who says, and I'm really resisting the urge to do a Seinfeld impression here. I just want you to know, buddy, okay? What's up with the Torrin? He says, so what's up with the Torrin? I don't care much about the Alliance, and I could happily watch the Forsaken all get pushed in a hole and have it covered over with boiling lead. <laughs> Mitch. Whoa, okay, I take this <laughs> But the Torrin are my jam. What's the deal with the High Mountain joining? Is Bane doing anything cool? Did the coolest race in Azeroth, Azeroth actually get some story in this expansion? Um... Well, we don't know much about what the story in the expansion is going to be beyond, hey, the Alliance and Horde are fighting again. Okay. Uh, That's true. I mean... First of all, how dare you? <laughs> um, second of all, yes, the greatest race, the Forsaken, are getting story in the uh, whole Undercity Teldrassil thing. That's my contribution to this. You have earned my ire. Enjoy that. Treat it like the well, precious gift that it is. Rossi? Well, I don't know if getting Mitch's ire is particularly difficult. All you have to do is say a nasty thing about somebody's knife and they get he gets all huffy. But uh, anyway, Torin. I like Torin, so I'll talk about Torin. We, we do know that the High Mountain are joining. We, we, there's, it's been data mined to a degree, some of the, the discussions. Uh, Bane and Mela do have a conversation at least. We know that much. We don't, Let's not go too yeah, far not, into spoilers. No, but no yeah. spoilers, but they do talk. Um, I don't know, like, how, like, I don't think that this is a subordination thing. Like, I don't think that the High Mountain joined the Tauren. I think they joined the Horde. They're, you know, it's a different thing. Um, but they're definitely, there will be something to justify it. There's a little story there. That much I can tell you. There is a little story there. I don't know if the actual expansion is going to be focused that heavily on the Tauren. It usually isn't. Uh, I, I can't remember an expansion that put heavy focus on the Tauren. It just hasn't ever happened um the closest we got was karen dying and that uh, was in a novel yeah and bane kind of being part of the dark spear revolution but it was the dark spear revolution so the torn were kind of like yeah and we're here too but we didn't get our names in there sorry so i don't know i don't i wouldn't hold your breath on this being a really torn centric expansion for one thing uh they didn't put sylvanas up front 
<laughs> because it's going to be all about the torrent, if you know what I mean. It's it, it's pretty pretty obvious where the who the major players are, and I don't think there's going to be a torrent. I mean, but the torrent did get to be in the cinematic. Yeah, uh, was that was that Bane? I think was so. You know, he does get to be in the cinematic. There's certainly some evidence that they're they're getting some love. So be happy with that because I don't I don't expect. At the if if at the end of this expansion, if Bane is War Chief, I will apologize to you for not having seen that coming. But I don't think there's going to be a ton of it. But that being if, said, you know the the High Mountain coming in is pretty cool. I would they, be they look cool. I would be actually really Shook? kind of no, maybe a little, just a little, <laughs> like a tremor. Um, no, if they made Bane War Chief by the end of this expansion, now. If you love Sylvanas, don't jump down my throat because I love her too. I'm just saying that from a story perspective, the dichotomy of Anduin, all of a sudden his father dies and he's leader of the Alliance, essentially like high, whatever his position is. Um, it was very, you know, like high king or whatever. Well, Anduin's kind of in that spot now where they're all looking to him it would be neat to see Bane get that position on the Horde side because the two of them did have that connection in the Shattering book. Like, they got along right off the bat. So, to me, that would say something towards the general attitude of the Alliance and the Horde if their two respective leaders were two people who already knew each other and respected each other. Um, I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go with Battle for Azeroth. It certainly doesn't sound like it from the promo material that we got. That sounded like they really wanted us to beat the snot out of each other, which, okay. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing Bane in that leadership role. I wouldn't mind seeing him take that leadership role. I think that he's probably, out of all of the Horde leaders that we have right now, the most even-keeled and suitable for that position, even though he is young and he hasn't been leading long. You know what I mean? At this point, he's been leading for a couple of years, though. I mean, it's it's been I, long enough. Relatively, I would speaking, cancel though. my subscription and post about it to the forums if we lose Sylvanas. No, but that's no, thing... I, I'm not talking about like losing Sylvanas, no. like Sylvanas no, dies I, I... or anything. I'm just talking about maybe they say, okay, we're done with the vengeance thing, Sylvanas, and we need you to step down. You know. Or... I could see Sylvanas wanting to step down. Yeah. This is she not a... Like no, be... she, she does. Yeah, it even talks about that in the book, that she, she does not like being in the spotlight. She would like to be doing her own thing quietly, and she respects Bane. She doesn't think Bane is an idiot. She actually has some respect for him, and that's been addressed, too, like in War Crimes. If you go to War Crimes, there's like a bunch of that interaction back and forth between the different people, um, different leaders on both sides. But... Yeah, I think that that connection between Bane and Anduin, that could make it really interesting for the Alliance and Horde were the two of them to end up as the leaders of their respective factions. Because we know what they stand for. We saw what they stood for back in the Shattering. We saw them both being kind of uncertain about this whole leadership role that they were meant to eventually step into. In the Shattering, it was Bane who was just like unexpectedly given leadership of the entirety of the Tauren because his father died. And right now... Andwin's been given leadership of pretty much the majority of the Alliance because his father died. So I don't know. There's similarities there. I like those two characters. I want them to be buddies. I just want them to be buddies. Can we make that happen? And as far as the Torin go, the Torin story goes, I would like to see the Torin get some kind of story in game because they've been given these fascinating story beats. The whole thing with Cairn, the whole thing that was going on in the Shattering. 
um, the whole thing with Bane and and him taking over as leader, he had some really great moments in the novels and everything, and none of it is ever reflected in game. Like, we don't see those story beats in game. We see them play yeah. out in novels. They're really good moments, but I'd like to see them through a playthrough. I'd like to see this, a foreign story. There's one cool story uh, in game for the Torrin, and when we did the leveling stream, none of you played Torrin. <laughs> so you couldn't get it? Oh, that's right. Like we briefly did the horde side and Yeah, and we yeah. were going to we we started in the Torrin zone because I got told you guys there's this awesome bit where Bane goes out and fights the 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 uh Yeah. No, know, I've the... I've played through it before cuz right. I do have well, a Torrin character, but yeah. We, so we all got there, and then nobody could do it but me because I was the only one on a Torrin. I was like, oh, man. Because they just don't give you certain quests. And I thought, oh, man, that's awful. We wasted our time here. But, yeah, Bane has a really cool story beat there against a Grim Totem who's, like, refusing to leave, and there's there's a bit there. But it hasn't really – hasn't been reflected in the later game story. And I say this as somebody that I, – I mean, as a player, as a as a guy – I don't I don't root for the Forsaken. I don't like them. But as a person who enjoys the game, the Horde without the Forsaken is missing something at this point. The Forsaken have made themselves a unique part of the Horde. Pushing them in a hole and covering it over with lead would would kind of kill the Horde's feel. It, the, 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 the Forsaken are the guys who prove the Horde's argument. They really are about the underdogs because they let those guys stay. You know, those guys prove that they're serious. So yeah, I don't I don't agree with that part. I mean, I do love the Torrent, but I don't agree with the whole covering them over with lead thing. That's I just want to see point, him get some story, like some significant story. Yeah, definitely. I think there would be there would be some goodness to that. Okay. Um, before we get to the next email here, why don't we give away another thing? Mitch, roll a one through three. Um, let me see if I can do that. Do it. Okay, I rolled a one. We have a jewel of the Fire Lord, which is another one of those nifty transmog helms. This one, I believe, is just flames or something cool like that. It, it literally looks like it's horns. It, yeah. Like two flaming horns coming out of the head. It's, yep. it's awesome. I want that one. As a reminder, <laughs> if you haven't spoken in 16 minutes type, if you have, don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, I will choose the winner in just a moment. Also, I, I can roll when I'm dead. That was the thing I wasn't actually sure about, but um, it let me roll, so it's all good. <laughs> Why did you die, Mitch? What happened? What were you doing? Well, um, did you run out of hit points? Of, it's Miss of Pindaria time walking week, and oh. I couldn't remember if I had the mount from this one because I finally have five thousand time walking coins. Oh, gotcha. Um, this is the one that I do have, and oh. Timeless Isle during Miss of Pindaria time walking week is nightmare on a it's PvP kind of server. A, kind of a hectic place. I, oh. I'm on I'm on a PvP server. There, well, it is just why. it's it's death at every turn. Okay. Not much longer. <laughs> well, why Anyways, don't you go ahead do and roll. roll for that winner for the Jewel of the Fire Ward, uh, Fire Lord, Alice Under. Alice Under, you just picked up a Jewel of the Fire Lord, Transmog Helm. Alice Under. Um, go ahead and I believe, yeah, go ahead and send him that code. Yep. All right. And then our next email here. Next email is... I'm not sure who this one is from. I'm going down yep. a little bit here. Oh, because yeah, I'm going email from... Yeah, but I'm going to go down to the next one here because we were just talking about all this other stuff. So um, this one here, I, I don't know if this is like part of the f initial email or if this is somebody else. It doesn't appear to have a name on it, but it says, Do we know how long dwarves take to grow up. Moira's son was born in classic, judging by how very pregnant she was, and Andwin was maybe five, so he could well be a t or so 
he, I'm assuming Moira's son, could well be a teenager maybe and taking his throne. What do we know about young Thessarion? Uh, in game, I just wrote a couple of KYLs about the Dark Irons. In game, he's like five. Like they've shown, like they they're not not in game. My apologies. In the narrative, he's like five or six. Because mm-hmm. if you read the the story where Moira is talking to her diamond dad and he wakes up, uh, the kid is shown at one point being like a little kid. He's not a baby anymore. He's about five. Like I can't give you an exact age on him. But he's like a toddlerish, not to be older than toddler, but he's not—he's not little anymore. He's big enough to move around, and uh, I believe that uh, Magni even talks to the kid, like he asks to see him or something. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember that part. I just remember that they mention him. So yeah, he's—he's he's moving around. It doesn't seem to take them any longer than a human. They just live longer. Like they live a couple hundred years. Um, if you look at the War of the Three Hammers. Uh, that war took like that war waged on and off for like 45, 50 years, and all the same people were still there until they got killed, and they were all still in leadership positions. And Frank Lore Forgerite, who is the guy that made the uh, Stone Rock Dam and also made Black Rock Depths, basically, he made all the, the stuff there after Ragnaros took over. He lived a long time, he was around for generations. So, and despite Anduin's appearance in Classic, yes, he was using the child model, but he was actually, I want to say he was 10 years old in Classic. Yeah, he was like, if you if you go by the comic, uh, which, you know, comics are a little troublesome, but he's at least, he's old enough to fire a bow and be trained and stuff. He's not like a little kid. No, I'm going he's by like, like, like... The in-game descriptions are in the novels and things like that and the timeline. Um, all of those. He was 10 in Classic, so he's... By standard timeline right now, I believe he's either 18 or 19 now that he's king, um, Andwin is. And I don't, I mean, I'm assuming that Moira's kid was born after Classic because we had to go save her and everything. She didn't have the baby at that time, did she? No, she was pregnant uh, yeah. and not not visibly so when you went and, and killed her husband. I don't think and... they have any pregnant models in game anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, so you know, it's, <laughs> they have it's the one of those things. baby models though. It's one of those situations where you basically just had to accept that we don't know, for that matter, we don't know how long dwarven pregnancies take. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no, nothing in game about, you know, in, in the 12th trimester. I mean, we we don't we have no idea. You know, it's so. not really relevant to the whole matter of trying to save the world or anything. <laughs> it's not real pertinent. But yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where if we're going by the in-game timeline, I think he'd be like seven or eight by now. Because Andwin, like I said, he's 18, 19. Yeah, so the kid would probably be like 7 or 8 by now. Not old yeah. enough to be a leader yet. Definitely not. Well, that would match up with the uh, the webcomic they put out just before Legion, too. Yeah. Because they talk about the kid, but they don't, you know, he doesn't, he's obviously not ruling anything yet. Do you have anything to talk about as far as dwarves go, Mitch? Not really. I'm Ward guy. I'm, I'm metal. <laughs> I meddle not with those dwarves. He's still sulking about the burn. Forsaken thing. <laughs> That was really rude, okay? <laughs> God. It's not sulking either. What's your reaction? Okay. So uh, next email here is from 6000 who says, If the height of the troll civilization were to take on the height of the night elf civilization, who would win? The night elves did. Yeah, they did. That's what happened. They, the trolls now, were in the height that... of the civilization. Were, were, were the Zandalar already in a state of decay by that point, though? Yeah, but they had both the uh, the Gurubashi and the Amani had huge empires. They were doing, if anything, trolls were doing even better than when the Zandalar were in charge. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were. They'd spread out further. They'd conquered more of the planet. Uh, it, to be absolutely fair, I mean, saying that that was the height of their civilization might be pushing it because they had just fought the Akir. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Because but... I think that the height was like. It's, it's really hard to say because the height is definitely not the for height Zandalar. was pre Akir. I think when yeah. they like ruled everything before they were decimated by the Akir. But and keep I mean, in mind that the height wasn't the Zandalar, on... though. The yeah. height's definitely not the Zandalar, because the Zandalar, the Zandalar are smart in that they realized they were going to get, people were going to rebel against them instead of having the rebellions happen. They're like, you want to go? Go. We're not going to fight you. But So it's it's tricky, because troll, troll society didn't have like that big one, one troll group ruled everything moment. They basically had one troll group is really influential, and everybody else rules their own kingdoms. But mm. So it's... Definitely the the trolls did lose when the Night Elves came up, and they lost fast. Well, and that's also because the Night Elves had basically arcane magic on their side, and they have the Well of Eternity on their side, so they were packing significantly more powerful punches. Oh, wait. No, Mitch. Go ahead, Mitch. I want you to weigh in on this. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, they're cheaty weedies if they're going to use all that kind of crazy stuff. Trolls Trolls just be trolls. Also, weren't Aren't trolls like the original race, so technically don't trolls win anyway? I'm just, you know, just saying. No, they lost pretty significantly. Night yeah. elves saying, wouldn't but, exist if trolls old... weren't around, though. Ex- exactly. If, if trolls like, if are you're... the original race, then technically the night elves winning is just an off-branch of the trolls winning. So everybody it's like saying is a troll. If, your, if your kid came into your house and beat the crap out of you, you won because he was your kid. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'd raise that little thing like to, to smack the heck out of you. Good job, and me. He's he's strong or she. Yeah. Uh, if I lost to my child, I would be honored. And you still lost. <laughs> <laughs> but then I still took a, a way, In a way, I won. You won in a way that means you took a beating, and that's what happened. They took a beating. It. One of the things is that's funny is that the night elves come from the dark trolls originally. And the dark trolls were the ones that other trolls basically didn't have any time for, and that they didn't have any time for the other trolls. Like these trolls looked at the other trolls and were like, "Everything about you sucks. I don't, I don't like anything about you. We're, we're not going to deal with you at all. We're just going to go hang out in the dark and be just by ourselves because we're cool, and the rest of you are awful." And that continued. The night elves continued to feel that way about everybody else. <laughs> so it's kind of fascinating to think about. I, I, I don't really know. Like, I have no idea what the deal is with that. But All I would definitely right think that's one. Like, hard. They just really stomped the trolls. It's not even... wasn't even close. <laughs> On that note, let's give away another thing here. Mitch, roll a one to two. We got a two! A two. So we're giving away an Iron Sky Reaver mount in okay. chat here. Okay. Again, if you do win the code and Mitch sends you the code, be sure to let him know that you got it. So he knows that they are not being thrown willy-nilly into the void. And this I'm is the Iron Sky Reaver from the Warlords expansion. Do the roll. Winner is Grand Torino 1972. You just won yourself an Iron Sky Reaver mount. Congratulations. Congrats, buddy. And happy Winter Vale. We have one more thing to give away, and we will give it away at the very end of the show here. All right? And that was What is that thing? A Heart of the Aspects mount. <laughs> Ooh, pretty. Yeah, the pretty cool golden wormy thing. Let's go ahead and answer one more email though before we get to that. Um so this one again, it doesn't have like a specific name on it, but I quite like the opener here. It says, "Hi Boreal Bur- Buren of Broadcasters." I don't even know, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
They say, I play a troll shaman on a loon, and I'm wondering about Zandalar Isle. Specifically, is it like Mount Hyjal, a big mountain full of gods, ancients on Hyjal, Loa on Zandalar, that a civilization thought of as, as sacred? And weren't the dark trolls from Hyjal originally? Could we possibly get dark trolls as an allied race? Just wondering. Love the show. Please have a good trollness. We are. Rossi, what do you I think? I can't do a troll accent. I'm sorry. I, no, I really please don't it. even try. <laughs> um... Honestly, I don't know. I it's they have they've made the point in some of the build up stuff to Battle for Azeroth that Zandalar Isle is sacred to the Loa and it's a big deal to them and that's one of the reasons that even after the Zandalar weren't in charge of trolls anymore, everybody still kind of respected them because they lived on the sacred isle. Like the, before it was even an isle, like it was a sacred mountain and everybody was like, Yeah, they live over there and they're they're cool. Uh it definitely seems to have some similarities to Hyjal. Um, th this email is why I remember that the dark trolls come from Hyjal. I always forget. Like I, it's, I, I'm always like, where are those guys from? Oh yeah, they're from Hyjal. I don't know like what the deal is. I don't know if the, don't the trolls, like I, I remember this from the Druid thing. Don't the trolls consider the ancients to just be Loa? Don't they think of them as exactly the same? Yeah. And the thing is, is like when troll Druids actually came to be, um, Oh my gosh, what's her name? Zentabra. Zentabra was talking about it. You could have a long conversation with her and she explained what had happened there when um, the Echo Isles got taken over. They had kind of retreated and they were hiding away and while they were hiding away they were approached by uh, a Loa named Gonk. <laughs> yes, Gonk. Gonk. And the Loa introduced them to the idea of the Emerald Dream and taught them about how to shapeshift and basically taught them how to be druids, um, how to embrace that side of themselves. So to them, the Loa are and always have been aspects and like the aspects are Loa. That's just what they call them. The Night Elves aren't exactly the most comfortable with this idea, but they're just kind of like, okay, well, if that's your word for them, all right then. <laughs> and they just sort of gloss over it. So yeah. I mean, and it's um, it's one of the things that interests me because we know that the um, the Zandalar tried to move into Pandaria, and they they didn't make it. They didn't get in, uh, and part of the reason they didn't get in is because the, the native peoples of Pandaria banded together to fight them. But part of the reason was the 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 uh, four I want to say ancient protectors, like um, the you the know Wulan, yeah, it's like Wulan and yeah, Wulan. the celestial somethings, Yulon. Um, I can't remember the the others. Yulon, Zwen, Chi Chi, and then um, the Ox, Nizao. Yeah, Nizao. Yeah, Nizao. Okay. Uh, and real it's... quickly, uh, no, go ahead. Never mind. No, you go ahead. It's not related. It's about I the don't contest. care. Oh, okay. Uh, then you know, and then we have like, I just, I want them to eventually sit down and tie all this together, but I don't know that it is tied together. I don't know whether or not Hygel and Zandalar are like related in any way. Like, I don't know if there's like a third one out there somewhere because. If you look at where Hyjal and Zandalar would have been on a map, it would make sense for there to be a third one because that would form a perfect triangle around the Well of Eternity, the old old one back when it was still in Kalimdor. I so, do like those little geometric kind of. Oh, yeah, and it's, they fit together. And if you look, it's like Hyjal is up, and then you, Zandalar is like down diagonally from it, and it would make sense for there to be an up diagonally from. Zandalar that would then go over to the other continent. Does, does Pandaria count though as like a third point to that triangle or no? It would be north of Zandalar Isle is like directly north back when they were like all one place. Yeah. It's directly north of Pandaria. Okay. So it would it would possibly not it would go up from it if we wanted to make a perfect triangle around the well. Okay. Um 
But that's a, there's a lot to it that I would like to see explored. I, the basic question here is whether or not they were the same. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I don't. We'll, we'll find out more about Zandalar in Battle for Azeroth. Maybe the answer to your question is there. Right now, we don't know a ton about it other than it was sacred to the Zandalar. I'm really do you, looking Do you forward. think we could get dark trolls like as a as a race at all like I e- think assuming gone. Okay. there's a one of the one of the magazines the world of warcraft magazine when it came out during cataclysm it said that that uh oh bloody heck i can't remember his name bron bron bronsbeard bran bronsbeard yeah. yeah it said that he thought they were all dead because they would have been in the caves under hygel and there was a ton of twilights there instead and that's probably what happened was the twilights used their caverns to get in and they probably wiped out the dark trolls in the process i would like that to be wrong well and the thing is is we're also going by brand bronze beers suppositions here so there's no telling on whether or not those are actually <laughs> valid brand had this whole thing in the warcraft magazine where he talked about the origins of various various azeroth um, races like where they came from and it was basically his research and what he had surmised from it. It's not something that we should take as like, oh, canon, that's a definite, like, that is a fact. Because it's just something that Bran said. <laughs> it could be true or Bran could be wrong. Um, I kind of hope that he's wrong, though, because I think it'd be cool to see Dark Trolls. Do you guys I, remember? I would love to see what they look like. Do you guys remember back in Classic, did either one of you bust into Hyjal back when you could, like, of get into it? Of course not. Yeah. Totally. My, wife, my wife and I went in because my wife wanted to see it. Do you remember there was that one area on the way up to where Leara's stand is at there where you could look way down below? Um, yeah. And in, at the bottom of the crater, there was, like, a cavern with what looked like a raid portal or an instance portal in front of it. Oh, yeah. This kinda is making the, me think and, of that. <laughs> it kind of oh. had, like, the weird Anixia face on it. Yeah, it had of. the Anixia. Yeah. It looked like the entrance oh, to Anixia's lair. I forgot about that. But it was, like, way down below. And you couldn't really get to it unless you jumped down, but then you'd die. So there was no point in trying to get down to I it or meditate. anything. But, yeah, it was, like, it was... Do you guys remember? Because that's what this oh, is yeah. reminding I me totally of. I totally do. And I, I'm like, now... was that was that meant to be a dark troll lair at one point, or what is that? What what, what was that? It's so... not there anymore. Obviously, uh, Hyjal got an entire revamp with Cataclysm and everything. Um, I shouldn't say revamp. They actually finished Hyjal and put it out for <laughs> Cataclysm. It technically wasn't done. It was under construction throughout all of Classic and everything else. There was nothing up there of consequence other than fun things to climb around on and trick your friends to jump off of. But, you know, that's a story There's for a lot another of cool day. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, you, I think you told us that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I'm wondering is, like, was that intended to be a dark troll thing, do you think? I don't I, know. Now that, you know. Now, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, was that was that supposed to be a dark troll thing? Were, were they thinking about it back then? Or... <laughs> I think it actually mentioned Deathwing, though. I think it was something like Neltharion oh, or Deathwing. Maybe. I seem to recall that. Because it looks just like the Anixia cave yeah. opening. Yeah, yeah so. you know what? I think it might have... But yeah. it would be cool if it was Dark Trolls. Quite frankly, I'm kind of sad that we got um, a new race that we'd never heard of instead of Dark Trolls in, in Legion. I thought that would have been cool if there were Dark Trolls on the mountain instead of Earth Trolls, who aren't trolls. Um, that was kind of annoying to me. But, you yeah. know, I dropped our fine. Um well, so you know, who knows? I don't fine know. is relative. I could do without the bro speak, but you know. <laughs> yeah, the bro speak is is not great. Troll <laughs> speak. Um, real quickly, I did not hear back from Grand 
whatever. Uh, so we'll probably re-roll on the... Uh, Hold on one oh. moment here. That was supposed to be... What was their name? It was the Sky Reaver. Yeah, what was their name? Grand Torino 1972. Okay. Grand Torino 1972. You have until the end of the broadcast here to um, message Mitch and let him know that, yes, you're delighted you won and you'd like the code. Um, if we don't actually hear from you by the end of the podcast here, we'll just go ahead and draw somebody else from the chat yeah, channel. Yeah, just, just type something in the chat channel just so I know you're still here. Yeah, that's all. We just need to know you're here and listening. Um, all right, then. So uh, we have... One more thing to give away here, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show because we're kind of at the end of our time here. Um, last thing we've got to give away, I'd tell Mitch to roll, but he doesn't need to because it's just it's a heart of the aspects mount. That's what we're giving away here. <laughs> yeah. And that would be the last of our amazing... Oh, look, see, there, he said something in the chat. Aha. Mitch, there you go. Hey, Gran Torino, you won Perfect. yourself an Iron Sky Reaver back while you were AFK. <laughs> Grats, man. <laughs> Poor lady. Whichever it is. <laughs> Enjoy that. All right. Uh, so, Mitch, if you want to go ahead and hand over that code and then go ahead and do the random draw thing for the Heart of the Aspects mount. And while we're waiting for that to occur, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on a podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Mitch, do that final draw. We did it, and it is 23 is a prime. 23 so, is a prime. You've just won yourself a Heart of the Aspects mount. Message Please Mitch. speak up in chat so I know you're here. And we will go ahead and get that code to you. Um, and I do actually, I want to say again, thank you to Blizzard for giving us all of these codes to give away. Uh, we were really happy to have some stuff that we could pass on to you guys for Winter Vale. And I hope everybody's having a very wonderful holiday. Don't forget to look under the tree. Rossi. I, I did look under the tree. Uh, thank you guys very much. And have, uh, if you have emails for the show, please send it to uh, podcast at blizzardwatch.com um, with a podcast for Blizzard Watch in the subject line so we know that for this show. Thank you guys very much uh, for being here with us this holiday season. It's really, we know family and stuff can, can kind of take away your time. So the fact that you're spending some time with us is really cool. Thank you guys very much. And we'll be here next week. 